Our scripture reading this morning will be 754. I'll be reading the black portion, and we will all be reading the light. We'll be reading the Holy Scriptures. The secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. We also have the prophetic word made more sure, which you do well to heed, the light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. From childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is Christ Jesus. All Scriptures are given by inspiration of God, and are profitable for doctrine and reproof, for correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are which testify of me. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Your words are found, and I ate them, and your words are to me joy and rejoicing of my heart. Please take your Bibles and read with me from Second Peter, chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory, When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Good morning to everyone. We brought along a painting today. This is the road to Emmaus. So some of you who are visual can focus on this. I think you'll get something out of it. And... 
It's good to be with you again. We love coming. We've been praying for you. And um, I want to test you out a little bit. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Excellent. This is the third message in a series of four messages on prayer. And um, next week, we're going to be talking about listening to God's voice in prayer. Now, today, we're talking about Bible reading and prayer. This is really extremely important. So... You have some sermon notes in your bulletin. If you would take these sermon notes out, you can use them today, make notes, and this will give you a jump start on your own Bible reading and prayer time. So I want you to go ahead and participate and do that today with with those sermon notes. Now I want you to open your Bibles with me to uh, the book of Luke, chapter 24. And this morning, we're going to look at the Bible narrative that's really familiar to most of us. It has to do with Resurrection Sunday, when the Lord was resurrected. We call it the Road to Emmaus. I've been on the Road to Emmaus. This is a a painting depicting what the Road to Emmaus may have looked like. And... um, I want to read the Bible. Since this is about Bible and prayer, I want to read the Bible with you as we start off today. Do you have your Bibles open to chapter 24? And I want you to take a look at verse 13. Chapter 24, verse 13. It says, Now now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about, the, about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. Okay, we're in verse 17 now. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all people. Verse 20. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all of this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said... He was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. So here we have the two disciples, one named Cleopas, the other is unnamed, disappointed, confused about what had just happened over the weekend. They didn't know, by the way, who Jesus was. This is vitally important 
Every one of us needs to answer the question, who is Jesus to you? And today is a day that I want you to answer that question for yourself. Who is Jesus to you? Look in verse 21. It says, but, here here the disciples are speaking, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to do what? Redeem Israel. In fact, he is the one to redeem Israel, except what they're talking about is they wanted an earthly leader like David who would lead the armed forces against the Romans and free themselves from their bodies. That's what they were looking for. And now it's the third day after his resurrection. Now, I want you to know that this is a really seminal verse, verses in the Bible. Because it involves two people named Cleopas and the unknown person. Now, Cleopas and this other unknown person were part of the 120 disciples who followed Jesus. They were not part of the apostles. There were only 12 apostles. These men were not part of that. They were just... The folks. And yet, God chose them to reveal himself to them during this time of walking. Seven miles. They were together quite a long time, weren't they? Now, the reason I bring this up to you is this. Oftentimes, we look at people like me or Jenny. Oh, they're clergy. They've been anointed. You know, they're ordained. By God, you know, we couldn't possibly know the Lord like they do. That is nothing but a big fat lie. Okay? Tell your neighbor that's a big lie. Go ahead. Tell your neighbor that. Say it's a lie. Because of this. Acts chapter 2 tells us that the Holy Spirit was poured out on how many people? All the believers. Prior to Acts chapter 2, the only people who had the Holy Spirit were prophets priests, and kings. No one else. But when Jesus resurrected 10 days later, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Pentecost, all believers received the Holy Spirit of God. Which means we're all equal. And I'm up here, not because I'm better than you, smarter than you, or more spiritual than you, and it has nothing to do with it. I'm just gifted different than you are. But you are definitely gifted. Amen? You're definitely gifted. You are part of God's mosaic. And without you, the picture just doesn't look right. So the Lord in his mercy helps us to understand this by saying, I'm going to choose two people that you don't even know. Cleopas, we don't even know who he is. This is the only time we see his name. The other person we don't even know and never will know until we get to heaven. But they were chosen by God for the Lord himself to walk with them and do something that this is what I'm hoping and praying for you today. Look at verse 27. When you're in verse 27, say amen. Okay? Now read it with me. We're going to read verse 27. I have the NIV. It doesn't matter what version. Read it with me. Here we go. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures 
concerning himself. If you want to know who Jesus is, where do you go? Scriptures. And not only that, but if you want to be like Cleopas and the unknown person, you can say, Lord, will you walk through the Bible with me? See this? What does Jesus answer if you ask him, will you walk through the Bible with me? And what does he say? Of course. Through his Holy Spirit poured out on how many? All the believers. You have access to the Lord in a very unique and special way. Isn't that amazing? So today, I'm going to have a call. Now, last week we had a call for prayer. And those of us that were in this circle knew we felt and sensed and experienced a visitation of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And today, I fully believe that God is here in this house and he will do exactly the same thing. So I'll have a call. This call, here's the call this today. You don't have to come up front, okay? Just relax. Oh, the pastor, I hate him. I hate him to have a call. I have a call every time I preach. I can't help it. Before, I was so afraid to have a call, I never had a call. Now that I know Jesus, I have a call every week. Amen? Amen. So, the call this week is to be is this. And here's my sermon. I want you to read the book of Psalms, one psalm at a time. The book of Psalms are a book of songs. You can sing them, you can read them, and you can pray them. And I'm going to give you some examples of that in just a minute. So that's my call today. I'm calling you to read the book of Psalms. Here's your book of Psalms. Here's your Bible. When you pray, I'm calling you to have a piece of paper and a pencil. And that's how you start your prayer day. None of this five-minute stuff, guys. Hey, we've got to get over the five-minute thing. Okay? We've got to turn off the TV... Turn off the internet, whatever we got wired to us, we got to turn it off. We got to get real with God because He wants to get real with us. We're living in the last days. This thing is rolling up. We got to get, we got to get all we can of Jesus because you are the ones who are going to tell others about Jesus right here in Santa Clarita. God wants to talk to you. So that's going to be the call today. So when I have a call, by the way, my friend Lee is going to sing a song. Looking forward to it, man. All right? All excited. He's going to, and I'll get done preaching here in a little bit. And uh, what do we do? We take up an offering then? Take up an offering. Got to do that. Then Lee's going to sing. Then I'm going to come back. I'm I'm not just going to have the benediction. I'm going to say something like, all those who want Jesus to reveal himself through the word in your prayers for the next 150 days. How many psalms are there? 150. I want you to stand up. Now, if you're not there, don't stand up. But I do want you to do this. Make a commitment that your faith will allow you to make. If you go, I'm standing up, I'm going to do five. That's it. Okay, praise the Lord. I want to do 30. Okay, praise the Lord. You're going to make a commitment. That's your commitment, okay? So that's going to come down the road here in a minute. But you've got to stick to it because you're in the house of God in the presence of our Lord. Isn't it great? I'm having a great time. How about you? Amen.
This is probably my best sermon right here. I, I really enjoyed it this morning when I preached it to myself. And my poor wife, she gives it too. <laughs> so the first thing here, on your now I'm taking a look at your notes. If you look at the, the first point, everybody take your notes, please. Look at the first point. Read that first line with me. It says this. Invite the Lord. Oh, am I reading by myself? Okay, read it with me. Invite the Lord to open the scriptures to you. That's part of the commit, commitment. Invite the Lord to open up the scriptures to you. You want this to happen, folks. You want it. It will change your life. You know what? There may be even someone in here today who needs to receive Jesus as their personal Savior. I want to talk to you today, okay? Don't be afraid. Just hang out. I want to talk to you. I want to pray with you, whoever you are. Invite the Lord to open the scriptures to you. Now, look at verse 32 in your Bible, everybody, quickly. And read it with me. Read verse 32 with me. Here we go. They asked each other. Am I reading along? Just, just do it with me. Here we go. One, two, three. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? How many want a burning heart with Jesus? And I do. I want it all the time. We're going to live with Jesus 24-7. It's time to get acquainted, huh? And when you do, you cannot get enough. All the time I want Jesus in my life. Now, I want to talk to you about this. I'm moving ahead. The next two things I talk to you about is the application of the scriptures. How do you actually use scriptures in your prayer. How do you do it? Well, I'm going to give you an exact example of this, how you do it. And so I want you to read number two with me. Here we go. Got them ready to go on number two. Open your life to the Lord. Now, have you ever heard of plastic Christians? And have you ever heard of fake Christians? Okay. Now, the thing we want to be is real. We want to be the real deal. We want to be transparent. The healthy homes, the healthy relationships are the transparent ones. There's no secrets. What you see is what I am. And what I talk about is what I am at home. When you don't see me, that's the way we want to be. Not like me, but like Jesus. He wants us to be real. So now I'm going to ask you a question. Does anyone here, don't raise your hands. Does anyone here ever get angry? Don't raise your hands. I don't get angry, I get mad. That's what happens to me. And um, my wife looks at my eyes and says, why are you angry? She just looks at my eyes, you know. Now, when people are angry or they're mad, do they want to pray? When you're angry or mad, do you want to pray? Tell the truth now. Usually I don't want to pray. I'm not going to pray. Beloved friends, listen. When you're angry is the very time to pray. I'm going to give you an example of that now. Now, take your Bibles quickly. Turn to Psalms, and we're going to look at the Psalms number 35. Psalm 35, do it quickly. Here's what happened to me. This is a real story. When you turn over there, 35. Um, I was at Fuller, and um, doing my doctoral work there. And... Um, 
I have made this commitment to read the psalm, read a psalm every day, and then look for the Lord in that psalm and pray the psalms and things like this, like I'm talking about today. So here I am, you know, in the high and lifted up seminary where everything is good all the time, you know. And I get there and I start reading this. Now, look at, look at uh, Psalm 35 with me, verse 1. And here's what it says, because I'm going to read part of this. You need to look at this with me as I read it to get the full impact. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up your shield and your buckler, or that is, put on your armor. Arise and come to my aid. Brandish the spear and the javelin against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, which is my life, say to my life, I am your salvation. Now get this. So, so, so far, how's it going for you guys? Huh? Have you thought about this before? Got angry with somebody? This is what's happening to David. He's really mad. In fact, this is what's called a psalm of imprecation. A psalm of imprecation. Imprecation means curse. So this is a cursing psalms. Did you know you could curse in the Bible through the Psalms? Well, not the kind of cursing you're thinking of. The kind of cursing not this is is this. Check out this, starting in verse 4. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. Not too bad. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. Okay, that's, that's okay. Number five. May they be like chaff before the wind. Now get this. Oh Lord, send your angel driving them away. And may their path be what? Dark and slippery. With the angel of the Lord pursuing them. So here you are, dark, slippery. Who's pursuing you? The angel of the Lord. Whoa. (laughs) Number seven. Since they hid their net for me without cause, because I'm completely innocent, right? I've never done anything wrong. And without cause dug a pit for me, May ruin overtake them by surprise. May the net that they hid entangle who? Them. May they fall into the pit to their ruin. O Lord, then my soul will rejoice in you and delight in your salvation, Lord. Go ahead. Take them out. Now when you go home, write this down. When you go home, you you read Psalm 103. In Psalm 103, they're saying, Lord, may their house fall down. May their children be fatherless. I mean, it gets really bad in Psalm 103, but you can check that out later. Now, I know that none of you get this angry. But I want to show you something about praying the scriptures. When you pray the scriptures, you get real with God. Now, I've done it too. I've been so angry, I didn't want to pray. And so when I read this, I was in Fuller Seminary, and I was, be- I was there a week, and uh, this is Friday, and I'm going to go home. And at that time, I lived in Los Gatos. Anybody been to Los Gatos in San Jose? Okay, I used to live there, pastored there and stuff. Anyway, I said to myself, Lord, how could anyone be so angry as to say this prayer, this psalm? I can't imagine me ever doing this, Lord. Amen. Okay? Driving home, driving home, driving home. Got home. So, Jenny's at work. Kids are at school. 
opened the mail, got a mail, opened up this envelope, pulled out this letter, and when I started reading the letter, I became more and more mad, more angry, because this was a letter that was malicious. It was slanderous. It was not true. You know, it says in Matthew 18 that if you have ought against someone, you go to them personally and speak to them. You know that. This was one that was done with a lot of assumptions about me that were wrong. I can't tell you the whole thing, otherwise you knew who wrote it. But, I was mad. And I'm saying, Lord, this is terrible. Look what these people have done to me. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. Now, now, we as Christians, when you get mad and people do you wrong, what are you supposed to do? Pray for them and forgive them. Now, this is what the word, write this down, Ephesians 4.26. Write it down, Ephesians 4.26 on that paper I gave you. It says, be angry, but do not. It says, be angry. Was Jesus ever angry? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, he made a, a whip of cords and went in and to the money changers and drove them out, the Bible says. So it says, be angry. Okay, so angry, being angry, a state of being, isn't sin unless you act on it. By the way, married couples, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not let your eyes sleep if you are going through a conflict. Do you hear what I'm saying? Can I get some amens? Now, I'm serious about this now. Don't get in the bed, and he's over there, and you're over there. And then your foot goes over there. Wait a minute. Don't do that, because, you know, it just, this is not God's way. God says, okay, you're going to be angry, but get it worked out, especially married couples. Get it worked out. It is the word of God. Don't let the sun go down on your what? On your wrath, on your anger. Because if you do, it gives the devil a foothold in your life. And you don't want that ever. So here I was. I was so mad at this person, I felt like beating them up. (laughs) Did you know the pastors ever felt like beating someone up? You should have seen me before I was baptized. Believe me. I'm not going to say any more. But I'll tell you this. I was really angry. And um, then the Lord comes to me and says, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm, I'm mad, Lord. Look at this guy. And uh, the Lord said, did you notice what you read this morning? I had completely forgot about Psalm 35. Completely. And then I began to read Psalm 35 because the Lord jogged my memory. And I couldn't believe how therapeutic. Now, we're not talking about therapy and psychology with the Bible, okay? But I do want you to know that we are God's people, made in His image. And He provided this Bible for us. And He says, why don't you pray that psalm since you're so mad? I'm not mad. I'm not angry. Okay, why don't you go ahead and pray it anyway? Okay. So I actually began to pray this psalm and I was praying it this way, man. Lord, contend with him who's contending with me. That's how I was saying it. Get out that shield. Give me that javelin, Lord. Don't you do it. Give me the javelin, man. This is long-distance warfare. You know? 
And I know none of you ever get that angry. But by the time I was done, I was actually laying flat on the, my carpet with my Bible in front of me and I was crying. Because the Lord had showed me how to be a transparent Christian. Was I wrong? Yeah. Did somebody do me wrong? Yes. Yeah, they did. See? But that's no excuse, by the way. What was important was that the Lord said, you know what, Mitch? You're my man. By the way, you're the man and woman too out there, remember? You are. I'm talking to us. I get it first, but now you get it. Okay? And God comes to us and says, be transparent with me, with him. Be real to God. Be real. Be who you are. Let the feelings come out. This is why I'm talking about reading scriptures when you pray. You will find that God will speak to you. Is it as elaborate as this one? Maybe, maybe not. There are many times that I'll read and sometimes I don't see the connection. Don't get me wrong, this doesn't happen all the time. But as you read, you will find God speaking to you and revealing himself to you who he is. See? That's how I get to know the Lord. Got to do one more thing and then we got to quit. Okay, flip in, flip over to Psalm 100. Turn your Bible to Psalms 103. 103. Oh, by the way, I gave you the wrong Psalm earlier. I said 13. I want you to go to 109. 109 is the imprecation one. That's the one you go home and read. 109. Now I do want to read 103. Here we go. This is Psalm 103. So as you're moving through the Psalms, you're going to get to these Psalms. And I wanted you to know something. There are times in our lives when we have made such a mess of our life during that week. We are ashamed of ourselves. How can I show my face you know, at church, to my wife, to my children, to my community, to my friends? How can I do that? I have been such a mess. And I did it on purpose. Then you remember Psalms 103. Okay, I want you to look at verse 11. Psalm 103, starting at verse 10. Verse 10. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Huh? Can I get an amen? Yes. That is our God. You want to know who Jesus is? This is how you learn. He does not treat us as our sins deserves or repay us according to our iniquities. Wow. It's not tit for tat. Ever. Verse 11. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. That's you. That's me. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Oh, I love this one. 13. Okay, 13. We all read 13 together. Here we go. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Man, does God love you? Does God love me? I'm a mess. 
And excuse me for saying, we're all a mess. But we are God's children. Thank God. Praise the Lord. Okay. Okay, it's time for me to quit because I want I want Lee to sing that song, take up the offering now. Let's have the deacons come up to take up the offering while I'm still preaching. Come on up. Here's my call. Remember, this is my call now. I'm not going to do it yet. Don't, don't do anything yet. Let's have the deacons, whoever's doing the offering and all that, come on up. Here's the call, remember? Lee's going to sing. When he's done, I'm going to talk. That's going to be the call time. And during that time of his song and taking up the offering, by the way, what's, whatever the offering's for today, God knows. Go ahead, take up the offering. Go ahead. Now, and as you're listening to the final words here of my sermon, see, we've got to be, you know, when you hang out with me and Jenny, you've got to be flexible, you guys, okay? Um, in your heart, right now, in your heart, think about think about what kind of commitment you want to make to Jesus today. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. What kind of commitment do you want to make? Lee is going to underscore me. And when, here's, here's the call now. Now, some of you brought your Bibles. Some of you didn't bring your Bibles. That's okay, because I've been there. But the call is to have your Bible. I'm going to have you stand in just a minute. Not yet. Not yet. You'll have your Bible and you'll stand. You know, the Lord is here today. And this is a call with the faith that God has given you to renew your life in prayer through God's Word. See, that's what this is about. And now, you, here's the deal. I want you to be transparent. If for some reason you feel like you need a little more time to think about this and you're not quite ready, okay, good, be real. Be with God. God knows, okay? So I'm giving you a little bit of, you know how these things are? One person stands and the whole church stands. We don't want that. Unless it's from God, okay? That's what we're looking for. So you're going to stand with your Bible. If you didn't bring your Bible, I want you to stand with your hands like this, right on your chest, indicating this is the Word of God. This is the, this is the sword of God given to us. And now, now's the time. If you if you sense God's call to you to begin anew in prayer, reading your Bible piece of paper, pencil, letting God speak to you. I'm wanting you to do it for the whole 150 days. If you can't do that, whatever God is saying to you, I want you to stand up right now. Just stand where you're at. Put your Bible up against your heart, right here on your heart. On your heart, right here. It's where it belongs. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your great love for us, for allowing us to have your word. Lord, you are the word. And it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, 
and the Word was God. And you, Lord, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And Lord, we're inviting you now to come into the hearts of each one. Some are seated, some are standing, some are ready to make this commitment, Lord. I'm praying for your anointing on their hearts and minds. May they be assured of your love for them. Everyone who's seated or who's standing, it doesn't matter. And Lord, if there's one single person here who has not received you, I want to, through my voice, please come and talk to me as I shake hands today. I want to see you today. Lord, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your kindness. And now I want us to say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now go in peace.